book of Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to read out the Amplified Version. I'm going to read verses 22 and 23. When you get that, say amen. Amen. Scripture says it like this. The eye is the lamp of the body. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light. But if your eye is unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you, your conscience, is darkened, how dense is that darkness? I'm going to read verse 22 out of the Passion Translation for you. The eyes, listen to this, this is very powerful. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to speak to us tonight simply on this thought, direction. Direction. The eyes of a man is the portal for your soul. We have to come to that understanding first before we can go any further or receive any direction from the Lord tonight. My eyes, your eyes is the portal for your soul. That's why it is so important to understand what we allow in our sight. What we actually see. Amen. We, we can see the victory if we're not clouded by the defeats in our life. We can see our healing if, all we, if, if we don't allow the sickness and the disease to be what we only see. Our sight, the, the, the eyes, is the portal for your soul. And what you cast your gaze upon is really what you're becoming. What you're looking at is what you're becoming. What you're looking at tonight, what, what your main interest in life is, that is what you're going to become. You may not be there right now, but you are headed in the direction of whatever you're casting your gaze upon, whatever you're putting your time to, whatever you are looking upon, that is what you are becoming. The Lord tonight wants to give us some clear, clean direction. That if we will look upon him, that our direction will be fully changed toward heaven. We are living in a time where we can be distracted more than we, could, we have ever been. We are living in a day where we can cast our eyes upon anything. We can look upon anything. And can I tell you, people are looking. They are searching for something like they've never searched before. Brother Walker, they don't even know what they're looking for, but they're looking for direction. And they'll, they'll, they'll cast their eyes upon this person. They'll cast their eyes upon this career. They'll cast their eyes upon this church. And they'll cast their eyes upon this program. 
or, or this promotion and that's exactly where they're headed and maybe we are looking at things sometimes uh, that's hindering the flow of God's spirit in our life uh, and that's where we're going is what we're looking upon uh, but the Lord tonight wants to kind of refocus us to a place uh, of direction toward him uh, he wants us to understand tonight uh, that if we'll look upon him uh, no matter what the situation is uh, the path uh, will be straight uh, and it will be uh, cleared out by his power I want to say this, and I want to say this with with all seriousness. The Lord wants to elevate this church as a whole and each person individually to a new dimension spiritually. I'm going to say that again for those that didn't hear. The Lord wants to elevate this church and each individual in here to a whole new dimension spiritually that we've ever seen before. Do you believe that? How is that going to happen? By direction. By what I'm looking upon. What I'm spending my time upon. Who I'm with. Help me right now. There's some people in here tonight, you need to get rid of some things and some people in your life because they're clogging the direction the Holy Ghost wants to do in your life. I'm not telling you to divorce your spouse. I'm not telling you to remove all your family members. I'm telling you that God is heading in a direction and he's bringing people that are hooked to him uh, to that direction and to that place. And it's a new dimension. And if we're not looking for him, uh, if we're not looking upon him, and we're not looking and gazing toward what he's doing, we will miss him. We will miss the will of God. We will miss the purpose of God. But can I tell you, God always sends a word before he makes that turn. And he's fixing to make a turn again in a new direction. It's going to be a new dimension of apostolic power and authority that we have never seen. There will, listen, we are fixing to enter a dimension of casting out devils every service. We are entering a dimension where people are going to receive the Holy Ghost every, not just every service, but every day. We are we looking for them? Are we looking for them? Because what we look for is what we see. Come on, Sister Doty. Yeah. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. (laughs) I curse every lying voice of the enemy tonight through the power that's found in the name of Jesus. I curse any sickness, any disease. I tell it to leave her body right now through the power that's found in the name of Jesus Christ and through the authority that's in the word of God. I bind the spirit of intimidation and fear and I loose the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lift our hands down and begin to worship the Lord. Come on, let's pray. That's what we were feeling when I began to first speak. And we kind of just said on what God was trying to do. But can we push into something? Because there's a new dimension that God's wanting us to push into. Hallelujah. I say tonight that everything is fine. It is well. I say tonight it is well with Sister Doty. Can somebody else say that with me out of the mouth? Of, it is well. It is well. Hallelujah. When I come to the understanding that what I am involved in is real, then I'll fully understand how important it is that me and my family and my church family is headed in the right direction. An apostolic direction. Not looking for a big crowd, not looking... For the most modern things. But the direction that God's wanting us to walk in and, and to live in is the direction of apostolic power and authority. And there may only be five or there may be 500. But that's the direction the Spirit is going in this last day. Because we're dealing with real things in the real world, real life. People are dealing with demonic spirits, attacks in their body. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of seeing my bishop being hit so hard with the spirit of affliction. Maybe some of us could turn from what we've been doing and say, you know what, I'm about to intercede and travail. I'm about to intercede for my bishop for this next week. I'm going, I've been going this direction, but I think I'm fixing to head in this direction. And I'm going to start looking at things differently. I'm not going to look at every distraction that I've got going on in my life. But I'm going to look at where I am with God and my spirituality and my relationship with God. In anything or anyone that is hindering the flow of God's spirit. I'm not going that direction any longer. I'm making up my mind tonight. 
to serve the Lord. We may have been going this way, but after tonight, I'm headed toward the cross. I'm headed to Jesus. I'm looking at Jesus. I need to change my direction. Amen. You know what I need to follow more than anything else? I need to follow my peace. But don't get this mixed up. Deception and peace are very close to the same thing. You can be deceived and think you have peace. But anything that's contrary to the word of God, that's deception. And I'm going to take it a step further tonight. If you're headed in a direction and your pastor says you're headed in the wrong direction or I don't feel like this is the will of God for you. Boy, I felt that. And you keep walking in that direction, guess what you're going to become? The very thing that the Holy Ghost says through the man of God in your life, that's exactly where you're headed. Oh, I'll pre- I'm going to preach about this for about 30 minutes. The very thing that the man of God says that's going to come to pass in your life if we continue in this direction, that's the very thing that we're going to become. But if he says, if you'll turn from that and go this way, you're going to be an overcomer. You are going to be more than a conqueror. You are going to be blessed, highly favored. You're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. We got to cast our gaze upon the Lord tonight you ever been lost I I had one man say amen I know you jokers have been lost a lot we've been that's one thing about humans we're so prideful that we will not admit when we're headed in the wrong direction. And we wait till we're completely lost before we come to a place of confession and saying, I am lost. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. And I need some help. You ever been there? I was a young man. And I was down in the river bottoms. You hill folks don't know what I'm talking about. I was down in the bottoms. I'm talking about a place when you took a step mud the gumbo would go up to your thigh and I was down there hunting back in those days I was running my dogs they didn't have tracking systems I was the tracking system I was the trainer and they hit a deer I don't know it's about 30 40,000 acres right on the Mississippi River I was 25 26 years old my buddy was with me He headed in one direction, I headed in the other, and I was running through those woods trying to catch those dogs, and I ran for about 20 minutes, and I finally stopped because I couldn't get them, I couldn't hear them anymore, and I looked up, it was almost dark, and I said to myself, you ever said to yourself, I'm lost, and I don't know where to go, I don't have any direction. I don't know where I entered in, and I, bless God, I don't even know where I'm at. And I begin to think about 
what was going to happen when the darkness came. Oh, God. Because out there, there's critters. There's panthers. You can hear them screaming out there at night. I began to think about that, and I let fear kick in. I began to run out in the middle of the woods like a crazy man. Oh, if they had video, Bishop, if there was video, somebody had a drone. There, thank God there wasn't any drones back then. I had a 22, and I was uh, screaming. Ah! Pulling the trigger. Shooting rounds in the air. Running around in circles. Help! We laugh, but that's the very sound of some of us tonight. And that is the exact sound spiritually that the lost is echoing in the spiritual realm. Running in circles, looking for direction, trying to find help, trying to find hope. Come on now. And then here I am, once walked in that direction, knows all about the feeling of being lost and the hopelessness and, and the anxieties and the fears of not knowing God and then taking for granted that God's going to be there every time that I just show up haphazardly thanking God is this God but can I tell you tonight there's a new direction that God wants us to understand there's a new dimension that God has for his people today and that is a direction of not just being about us but being about the lost, the broken, and the hurt because there's a sigh in the spiritual realm tonight that I am lost and I need direction. I think Brother Parkey said it like this. It's a bad feeling to be lost, but it's an even worse feeling when there ain't nobody looking for you. Aren't you thankful that God sent somebody, that God gave somebody the direction to find you to find you in the gutter to find you as an addict to find you as an alcoholic to find you as a prostitute to find you just as a good old boy but you are still lost and you had no peace and you had no joy but tonight I'm trying to tell somebody if we'll remove those distractions and we'll get our eyes off all the chaos and confusion and the lies of the enemy God will line us up with his perfect will and we can walk in a direction that we have peace we have joy we have purpose we have anointing we have power but it's going to cost you something you you God's looking God's looking for you but he's not going to grab you you got to come to him you got to come to him I said, you got to come to him. He's looking for us. Why? God looks for us so we will begin to look for others. God's looking. He, he's deposited. Our God has passed down. Our Father has passed down that trait that he looked upon me in my brokenness, in my hopelessness, in my distress, in my hour where I didn't know what I was doing or what I was becoming and I didn't know what to do. Maybe I built an altar in a garage and I didn't understand why I was doing it. But there's direction tonight. God's longing for you, but you got to come unto him the direction to God is for you to come. Come unto Him. 
No, I got a plan, preacher. I got it figured out. I got it figured out. If I can make time in my schedule, if I can make time for God, if I can get rid of this and get rid of that, then I'll do this. My direction, most of the time, is not his. My direction is normally about me. His direction is always about the lost. Hebrews 12 and 15. Exercise foresight. And be on the watch to look after one another. To see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace. Come on, God's going here. Why do we get so easily offended? It's not a fruit of the Spirit, Sister Courtney. Being easily offended is not a fruit of the Spirit. And when Bishop has come to me before, Brother Walker, come here. When Bishop's come to me before, he's just obeying the Word of God. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. But he's, he's grabbed me and he said, Son, you need to get over here. It don't make any sense, Bishop. This doesn't make any sense. I'm not doing what I feel like I, what I need to be doing. I'm not accomplishing what I feel like I need to accomplish. It doesn't make any sense. And what Bishop is trying to say is, is I'm trying to keep you under the grace of God. I'm trying to keep you from the mess that you're in. I got foresight. Oh, God. I got some foresight. I see something you don't see. I can, I can sense something that you don't sense. And I'm using the biblical right to have foresight. And I'm trying to grab you, son, and bring you to a place of God's direction. I'm trying to get you out of this lost place, this hopeless place, this wandering place, and get you in the will of God because God's got purpose for you. God's got a direction for you. And he wants you to line up with it. I used to say, God, give me some direction. And then the pastor comes up and says this, this, and this. And the next day, God, I need some direction. And then the preacher gets up and preaches this, this, and this. Lord, I just don't understand why you won't give me any direction. I feel lost. But we get offended. When somebody comes to me and tells me I'm in the wrong headed in the wrong direction. If wherever I'm going and whatever I'm doing is taking me further from the cross than drawing me closer to the cross, then I'm headed in the wrong direction. If I look more like the world than I did, come on now, help me today. If I act like I used to act, I'm headed in the wrong direction. If I'm still the same place with God five years from when I first started, I've been headed in the wrong direction. God's trying to tell us today, we need to cast our eyes upon Him because there's a new dimension for you tonight. And God... And the man of God in the ministry loves us enough to grab a hold of us and say, 
I'm not going to let you get out of the grace of God. I'm not going to let you die lost. And some of you need to love yourself as much as the ministry loves you. And that God loves you. You hear that? You need to be so concerned about where you're headed that nothing else matters. Oh God. We need to be so concerned about the kingdom that nothing else matters. Well, Brother Buck, how are we going to accomplish anything? Seek you first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things. Bring me back. Bring me back in alignment with you, Lord. Why? Why do we need this foresight to watch and to look out after one another? To see that no one falls back from from and fails to secure God's grace. Why? In order that no root of resentment, bitterness, any of those shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment and the many become contaminated and defiled by it. I'm going to talk about it just because Jesus makes me. Lord, help me tonight. When they open their mouth about the man of God, I don't care if it's your mom or your dad, you tell them to shut up. Because there's been some of that going on. And the church. And most of the time, all the time when that happens, it's because somebody has grabbed a hold of someone and said, you're heading in the wrong direction. I don't think that's the will of God for you. I think you're going to miss it if you do that. And I really want you to come over here. And I really feel like this is the direction that God has for your life. But no, I don't want that. I, that's not what I want. That's, I'm following my peace, which really means I've been deceived. And I'm heading in the wrong, I'm headed in the wrong direction. Because if I wasn't living in deception, I would have listened to the mouth of God, the man of God in my life. But since I'm not going to listen to that, I'm not actually following my peace. I'm actually following the spirit of deception. I'm not following the man of God in my life, so I'm not really following God's direction. So I'm being led by the spirit of deception. And the spirit of deception will feel like peace to you when really it's not peace because it's contrary to the word of God which says submit yourself to your leader and to the voice of God in your life. And when you turn from that, now you're being led by the spirit of deception. And deception will take you places that you never thought you'd, you'd go. And you'll start becoming exactly what you've been looking at and what you've been following. And you'll end up in a place that you never thought you would be. But the sad thing about the spirit of deception is it never just affects you. It affects your children, their grand, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren. Can I tell you tonight, we need to come up out of that and we need to follow the Lord. We need to follow God. We need to get behind the man of God. And when he makes a left, we need to make a left. And when he makes a right, we need to make a right. We need to be led by the Spirit, walking under the authority of the Spirit, heading in the same direction as one body, in one mind, in one accord, in one direction on our way to heaven not very popular but so very powerful deception is killing people being deceived if God created this 
That's what God created. That's exactly what it is. You can paint it a different color. You can make it look a different way. But it's still exactly what God created it to be. God's word never changes. Never changed. Never will. If God said this is the direction, it will always be that direction. I hate the devil. I hate him. I didn't come with fluff tonight. I come to tell us that God's trying to line us up. Have you noticed that since the revival? God's trying to do an alignment in one direction. Prayer. Uh, come on. Commitment. Fasting. Loving our neighbor. Help me tonight. We're headed in a new direction. God has given us direction last month through the prophet. That's what he is. Brother Holloway is a prophet. You know what prophets do? They see. Oh, man, I, don't, I wish somebody, they see. He didn't randomly say, y'all start praying 24-7. He seen something in the spirit and said, if you'll do this, God will do that. What is that? Lord, save my son. Save my brother. Save my family. Save my community. If you'll do this, God said, I'll do that. But what are we looking at? Because that's, that's really what we are. That's where we're at. What I did a few weeks ago, what I invested in, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, that's who I am today. Right? Genesis 13. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Lot just didn't walk into Sodom He pitched his tent and he started looking at it And what he looked upon That was the direction that he headed He didn't get there overnight But he would get up in the mornings And that's what he would look at I want that That's where I want to go That Here's what he said, and he didn't even say it. That's what I want to become. I was in New Madrid. I told Bishop this. If I'm out of line, Bishop, grab me. But through the week, last Sunday, the Lord spoke to me, and he, he said there was young people, young people there that were looking at pornography. He told me that like four times during the week through prayer. And I was preaching. The Lord's brought that back into my remembrance and I said that and talked about how God can forgive you from the things that you've been. We think about pornography and we think, oh God, I can't believe. But what have you been looking at? How much time you've been spending on social media? Watching television? This thing ain't on tonight. Lord, let me preach the popular messages. God can heal you of that. People came through. 
sat down with the pastor and his wife, and his wife, we just sat at the table. She said, boy, you hit it. The Lord hit that on the head. I said, what do you mean? She said, there's a 15-year-old boy in our congregation. Prosecuting attorney right now is trying to try him as an adult because he's been taking naked pictures of himself and sending it to people, and he will not stop. He just didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to be addicted to porn. No, he looked at it. And the scripture says the eyes is the portal to the soul. So he started becoming what he looked at. And he came up. I didn't realize this, but I, when they told me who it was, I watched him as he wept. I don't think he made moves in church, Bishop. He never made. But why do we wait till it's too late? Why can't we walk in the right direction? And that's what Lot, he was just looking. He's just looking. It's not okay to look. Quit looking at other people's wives. Quit looking at other people's husbands. Quit looking at these posts on social media. And quit looking at all these things that you think that, oh, I'll, I'll never become that. I'll never do that. Brother Pollock used to tell me, he said, son, without God, you're capable of doing or becoming anything. And when you begin to gaze, you'll be like Lot and you'll just look and eventually you'll be there. Lot got there. You know what Lot was? Lot wasn't just some kind of has-been there. In Sodom and Gomorrah, he was at the gate, which meant he was somebody of authority. He was somebody in that city. He was one of the leaders of sin. And it started, Bishop, by just looking at sin. Guess who showed up there? The angels of the Lord. The angels of the Lord come. Those folks in that city, nasty, perverted, wicked. Lot brings the angels of the Lord in. The angels of the Lord said, we want to take you high up on the mountaintop. But because of what he had been looking at, had got so deeply entrenched in him, he said, I don't want to go high up on the mountaintop where the direction that God wants me to. Let me stay over here. I believe the name of the town is like Zoar, which means a little thing, a small place, a small thing. God said, I want to elevate you and get you plumb out of this mess and get you on the mountaintop. But he was so entrenched on his direction and what he was involved in, he, had to, he wanted to just go to the small place, which was actually a city of Sodom and Gomorrah, the same region. It was so deeply entrenched in him. Even when God showed up with the angels of the Lord, he didn't want to go to where God wanted him to go. He wanted to stay exactly where he was. And that's how we get it. We get stuck. We get stuck in places and we seem hopeless. And we, we seem like we don't have any direction. And we don't know what to do. And we're just wandering around. And we're just kind of walking in circles. And it's not that God has forsaken us. It's just that when God wants to elevate us, we are so deeply entrenched in the direction and the things that we're doing that we can't see above where we're at. But tonight, God's fixing to do something new in you. God's fixing to take 
take you to a place you never thought that God could take you to but it's going to cost you something you can't stay in Sodom you can't stay in sin and matter of fact you can't even when God pulls you out of that tonight you can't even look back I said you can't even look back you can't even look a man that look, puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not even fit for the kingdom of God but I'm telling you there's something so powerful in here that when God brings us out of it we won't want to look back we won't care about what's back there because God's got a new direction for you Lot stuck there Lot's wife turns and looks back she no longer exists you know how it all started you know how Lot lost his wife We'll look this direction for a minute. They get out of there, and the spirit of perversion attached itself to his daughters. They got him drunk, slept with him so he would have kids because his wife was gone. It affected his wife, his children. But Abraham said, I gotta get them out of here. I can't let them fall out of grace. Somebody come play something for me. I can't let them be destroyed. Because I know God can give them a new direction. But you know what? Direction always comes with a price. We gotta look into the Lord tonight. I said, we gotta look into the Lord. Bishop, I gotta keep my eyes focused on the prize. I can't hear these other voices. I can't listen to them. They're gonna be there. I said, they're gonna be speaking. But I gotta have the Holy Ghost to filter that out. To know that's not that's not God. That's that's not that's not the Lord. That's the enemy. Right? Come on, help me tonight. That's just trying to get me off the direction that I'm headed. Because when you begin to walk in this new direction. When I was young and I didn't know what I was talking about. I'd say new level, new devil. But it's the truth. When I start doing this. When I start praying like we've never prayed. Right? Stop that. Right? Come back here to where you were. The devil doesn't care you're here tonight. He's only concerned with what direction you're headed. I don't know where to go, Bishop. That's why I need you. I'm a sheep. I'm just a sheep. I don't know where to go. Need a shepherd. I've wandered around lost before in this world. I've laid in bed for weeks with suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety, not eating with no direction. I want to follow you as you follow Christ. I want my family to be saved. 
God's trying to say, He's trying to take this church. This church is a hub for apostolic revival in southeast Missouri. I'm going to say that for all of you that didn't hear that. You are the hub for apostolic revival in this end time in southeast Missouri. You are. But to be able to do that, we got to all be headed in the same direction. Unified. Following the shepherd. No, I'm not going to get a raise tonight for saying that. I've been lost before. Anybody ever been lost without God? A couple guys just come out of a Holy Ghost prayer meeting in the book of Acts. In Acts 3, so when he saw Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. Peter directed his gaze intently at him. So did John, the scripture says. And here's what they said. Look at us. Look on us. And the scripture says, Then the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. There's something about this looking at Jesus thing. There's something about what the portal of my soul is gazing on. When I look upon the Lord, like in Acts 3, when I look upon the Lord, there's healing. When I look upon my sickness, there's defeat. When I look upon the Lord, there's salvation. When I look at my situation, there's chaos, confusion, doubt, and fear. And bitterness and jealousy and anger and malice and strife. But when I look upon the Lord, there's forgiveness, there's mercy, there's grace, there's restoration, salvation. Hebrews 12 and 2. Won't you stand? This is so powerful in the Amplified Version. Bishop, this was to the church. This wasn't to random people. The book of Hebrews says, Looking away from all that will distract. Looking away from all that will distract. Look to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith. Giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection, our faith. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne. Jesus looked away from all the distractions.
for us to have an example. He had to look away from everything else that was distracting him. He even said, Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it, let it pass. I don't want to go through this. But the Lord knew that there was a, I wish I could go longer. I can't. The Lord knew that there was a new dimension. So he said, I, I'll pay this price because, because what I'm fixing to go through, I'm fixing to save the entire world. So I got to get my eyes off of what I'm fixing to deal with. And I got to get out. He completely naked. Shame everywhere. You got shame in your life? Lord took care of that on the cross. He, every sin that you ever committed, He said, you don't have to go that direction anymore. You just need to come to the cross and I'll give you a new direction, a new life, a new opportunity, a new way. Church, I think we need to come. We need to look upon the altar tonight because the altar is not somewhere you pray. The altar is a place where you die. And you'll never get direction until you die out to yourself. And when you die out to yourself, it won't be your will anymore. It's like Jesus. He had to pray. It's not my will, but thy will be done. God's going to speak some new direction into you. He's going to unlock some gifts, some things in your life that you never thought God had placed there. You haven't seen them because you haven't been looking for them. If you're here tonight and you need a newness of life, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you need to come down here and you need to look upon the Lord and God's going to fill you with His Spirit as you come. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't we all... What, what, what would happen if we all unified and we all made a move in the same direction? What if we all said, you know what, I'm not just going to stay here. I'm just going to head in the same direction as my brother and my sister. I'm just going to head toward the Lord. I'm going to go to the altar. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God, Father, what, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to become? And He's simply going to say, just look at me. Look at me, son. Look at me, daughter. Look upon me and I'm going to give you direction. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the way to go. Look upon my word. Listen to my word. Read my word. Listen to the man of God. and Listen to the pastor. Listen to him. Listen to him. Follow his direction and you're going to be led strictly to me come on come on there's a new dimension for you won't you come won't you come into the Lord won't you step out hallelujah I can't coach you in it it's strictly between you and the Lord